Questers to the Success Quest podcast. I am Caleb Viat, and today I have a special guest. This is Nathan Bracken. Nathan is actually a friend of mine from high school. And I mean, he has his own success stories and stuff. We were actually just catching up because it's just been so long. And I was like, you know, let's just do a podcast because he's got some things I'm sure that could benefit everyone. And just like I say, I believe everyone has had a taste of success in their lives at some point. And, you know, we can't just think this is a dog eat dog world. We have to share what we know so we can all benefit. But just a reminder to you guys listening, all you questers out there, don't forget to go to your podcast app, rate us, uh, subscribe to us, go to our Facebook page, like us, and um, get ready for our big live event that we're having on the 26th of October. We just barely found a venue. Let's get into this. Nathan's just staring at me. He's sitting there. He's ready to get started. Um, <laughs> okay. So, man, Nathan, let's just go ahead and introduce yourself to the Quester community. Sweet. What's your name, age, what you like to do, all that jazz. Awesome. Well, um, I'm Nathan Bracken, uh, 25. Well, I turned 26 this month. I feel old. Uh, oh, dang, dude. Oh, yeah. You were always one of the older ones. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so I, um, I've i been, I'm married. I don't know if that's Ooh, important. Nope. I've, I live in- Congrats. Congrats. <laughs> about, about a year and a half. I live in Utah and have for most of my life. Served, uh, I don't know where most of your, your people are based, but uh, I did serve a two-year mission for the Church of Jesus Christ in uh, the Dominican Republic. So oh, that's that was right. A, yeah, it did influence a lot of uh, things in my life, but yeah. So, so we could just do this thing in Spanish. I'm just... Podemos, claro. Oh, yeah. Your, your Spanish is honestly probably better than mine. I just do not <laughs> use it, it enough. <laughs> oh, man, I get all the grammar stuff messed up. Like, it's gross, dude. I start talking. And it's funny because I have Latino family. And so I talk to them and they're like, they're, they're nice to me, but I can see it in their eyes. They're like, that's gross. That's wrong. That's wrong. And I'm like, okay, fine, fine. I'm done. I'm just going to speak English. <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, yeah, so Nathan, this guy just came out of nowhere. He, he's always been a super cool kid. Um, but I wanted to talk also about what you do for a living. I think that's also pretty cool. Um, something definitely to brag yeah. about. <laughs> yeah, I, I like, it's kind of weird to me still. Uh, I mean, like a lot of people will ask, a lot, you know, start to ask me and I'm, I'm still not quite used to it because... So for the last six months, I've been a franchise owner for Jamba Juice. And it's, it's kind of interesting because before that, I was just, you know, I, I've just worked for Jamba Juice. And so I would tell people, oh, like, what do you do? I, I work for Jamba Juice. Now I tell people I'm an owner and suddenly people are super interested and want to know more and how I got here and all this stuff. But yeah, so like, I don't know. Do you want me to just jump right in? Do you want me to just start telling the whole story? Like, yeah, tell us how questions? it started. Like when, when did you start working at Jamba Juice? And what was your like actual like job cleaning up stuff? And- <laughs> Dude, I was like the worst worker there was. Um, <laughs> the part part of it's true. Like, so I mean, I was always dedicated, but when I was I was fifteen, so I was you know who's a like an awesome worker at fifteen years old? Like, true, almost true. nobody. Um, I do. We still hire fifteen year olds because I I really I really love it when kids are like just that ambitious that early in life. Um, That's cool. But yeah, I uh, I started when I was fifteen. I was still in high school, and, but I really just wanted to make some extra cash. But what really like inspired me was the manager that I worked for at that time. I 
<laughs> no joke for a while i was actually banned from the poor surf station because i would pour smoothies and they would spill <laughs> everywhere um, no way. <laughs> and so she would stick me on register and i was good on register because i like to talk i talked fast and i could i could get through the orders really quick so i could work on the i i love text so i could work on the registers really quick, yeah. fast and anyway i i would get stuck to register for probably i guess six months before i was finally allowed <laughs> oh to like gosh. even make smoothies so yeah like that's the start of like my career, right? It's just that's a crazy. terrible smoothie maker. Hey, that's where um, it should start, right? Start right? from the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now with you. <laughs> uh, oh man. But yeah, so like I just kept working there. Um I had I'd found a couple other jobs after I left high school, but I, I really just loved Jamba Juice for a couple of reasons. Like mostly I really liked the culture. So the people that I worked with were awesome. As I started to work more regularly, especially in the mornings, as I transferred to a, I was working first on UVU campus, and then I transferred to a, you know, standalone location. And there was people that come in in the mornings that were just like, awesome, awesome people that were just like, most of them were inspired to like on a health journey, which was mm -hmm. just really, really cool because they were replacing, uh, you know, a burger and fries with a smoothie and. Um, but they were also just like there for the social experience and like to be a part of that culture. And so I, I really, really like held on to that. And as I found even other better paying jobs, like I worked a couple of call centers, nobody likes call centers, but nope. you know, I was, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's the worst. <laughs> um, but I mean, I, I just like, I really kept coming back to it. Uh, but I was passed up for opportunities all the time. I was like, I was passed up for general manager, I think three times. Wow. Uh, the worst of which I think was before I left on my two-year mission, the manager at that store who I also really, really adore. She was fantastic. Um, she really taught me how to like, how important the customer was and not just like a cheesy, they pay your bills, be nice to them, give them what they want kind of way, but like yeah. actually care about them, make a difference in their life. Like it's three minute interactions with people that really does, it can make a difference. And so I, like that really inspired me and she wanted, she recommended me to the owner that like I be the general manager when I come home from my mission, because about that time she wanted to leave, go buy her own store in North Carolina. And I was like, that's awesome. Like I could do what I love and make two or three times as much money as a general manager. Dope. I love that. That sounds awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, this could be awesome. And so I came home from my mission and they had hired a full-time replacement. And I was like, well, what's going on? And apparently like a couple months before I got home, the, the manager just like, she got married and, and she didn't end up following her passion. Wow. And like she ended up buying a store in North Carolina, like she wanted, but you know, she had even offered, Hey, there's someone here who'd be willing to be a general manager just for a few months until Nate gets back. Cause I know he really, really wants to be a general manager. I know he'd be super committed, but the owner ultimately decided against it. He was like, you know, we only really want, full-time like long-term people and so i was a little disappointed um but still like i still wanted it so bad that i think i just clung on to it um so i continued to work there and i just i kept bugging the owner i was just like hey is there anything that i could do like i i really want to be like contributing as much as i can and so he kind of gave me some interesting roles where i was like helping out with marketing with the general managers but i was helping with outside oh, that's events. cool um, yeah, so it was like, it was a little different. Um, and I didn't, was really kind of confused as to what I was doing. Cause there wasn't like an official position. There was no training or anything. Yeah. Um, but I was glad for the opportunity. And then just like a month later, just, you know, for a few months of putting up with that, that manager at that store, which is in Provo ended up quitting. And so wow. I, I got her job. Uh, yeah. Wow. She was just like, 
I don't like hiring and firing people and I don't like managing people. And it's like, why did you become a general manager? <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, <laughs> Give yeah, me your job. So, <laughs> I know for real though. I was like, all right, well, I'll do it for you. Uh, and she <laughs> left me in like the worst position possible. Like I was literally calling people, finding out that they had worked at a Jamba in Arizona. Come, they're coming to Utah to go to school. And I was like, can you work like next Wednesday? I was like, I was, I was talking to them on the phone, like figuring Holy out, I'm like, crap. I need people, like I need someone for, to work next Wednesday or I'm going to be working at the store, like open to close. And they're like, oh, well, I move in on Monday uh, or I move in on Tuesday. Can I start Thursday? I was like, yes, you're hired. Like, it, was <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was so, it was just, it, it was bad. It was hard. Wow. Um, and then I, I worked for, in that position uh, for a couple of years and I, and I tried to help Again, there I was like poking the owner, just like, hey, what can I do? What can I do to help? I could see that um, he was wanting to spend time and attention with his wife and his, his health, like in his doctor's appointments and all these things. And I was like, what can I do to make this easier on you? Like, uh, and so I was, he had me help him with a lot of tech stuff with, you know, doing price changes and, and examining the market when it comes to that type of stuff and, and doing more marketing things. And because that's what I was interested in. So anyway, he was involving me with more things. At the same time, I was trying to go to school, not doing so well. But I was, because mostly I was so dedicated to my job. And I was like trying to just do that the best that I could. Until he hired me as a full-time uh, district manager, which I was, I was actually kind of surprised, to be honest. Because um, there was another manager who had been there longer than me, much longer. He'd been there like eight years. But it turns out he just, uh, he had been offered the position before, but he demanded like 150,000 a year or something. Wow. And it was like, all right, dude, like what district manager gets paid 150 a year? Like, no. yeah. Uh, <laughs> what the heck? Like the market, the market, like average market value is like 70 grand a year. So holy, not God. even that. Yeah. I was like, you're asking for double. So anyway, I was a little surprised, but that also made sense. And so anyway, I, I did that full time. I, I just was in charge of all four of the locations mostly helping the managers with whatever they needed. And I was doing marketing again. And I was, uh, I was really trying to grow the business by uh, going to any outside event that I could and stuff like that. And the, I, I got noticed by the business owner's accountant who approached me and he said, Hey, has the owner talked to you about like buying the business? And I was like, yeah, but I figured probably in like 10 years, like, when like he's actually oh, yeah. done and I might have more money and I could qualify for a loan. And he was like, well, uh, you know, he's talked to me about it before and, but he's also talked to me about doing owner financing. So you wouldn't need to put like a ton of money down and, you know, we could pay him over terms over the years. And he would, you know, as long as he says yes, like he's the one who would qualify for the loan. Wow. So I was like, that sounds like not a bad deal. You're so, like, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> the reality uh, is like, setting in. Yeah, he's like, I handle the accounting and, and the back end stuff, like all the paperwork and legal and, you know, all the things that he has lots of experience with. And he's like, as long as you're able to, you have confidence, you can handle the operations. And at that point, I've been handling it for about a year. And so I was like, yeah, like, fairly confident that I, I could do that. So anyway, we approached the owner and he said yes. And it took us about a year to go through that process. Uh, Holy so, cow. yeah, uh, but you know, there was a lot of hoops to jump through and even the Jamba got acquired by another company and stuff during that process. So so many wow. things happened, but yeah, as of April, we, we became the new owners of those four locations. No but, freaking way. Yeah. Dude, 
that's just okay questers listening to this man like all this, the stuff this guy went through, like the time you spent at Jamba Juice. I don't know. Like, I feel like a lot of times people look at those jobs as just like a means to an end, you know? Yeah. They're no, like, I'm not actually going to stay here and think yeah. about this. But for you, you looked at that as like a huge opportunity. You were like, you know yeah. what? I'm going to stick with what I like. If I like this a lot, I'm going to do it. And look how it yeah. turned out for you, man. Like now yeah. you're 25 and you have, you're the owner of four franchise. Like that's so awesome man like congrats seriously yeah. like I, I all that stuff man i'm so like i'm like proud of you i, I don't know it's weird but um <laughs> what what would you say okay so like i have a question then because i'm sure okay. the questers listening kind of thinking the same thing what role did perseverance have in this journey like and when it got hard how were you able to look under those like look at it under a positive light uh good question which I also want to tell your audience something at, at some point Go ahead. in a minute. So, yeah. well, okay, I guess I'll get there and then I'll return to your question if that's okay. Cool. Do it. So I did mention Caleb this before, but when I have more time to tell people my story, I, I like to tell them that story first so that they do understand the perseverance that it came from. And then also let them know like the owner of the stores is actually my dad. And so mm. <laughs> like, it's true. Like I worked for him super, super hard. I wasn't the best to be honest. I, part of the reason I wasn't probably fired when I first worked, like my first year working there <laughs> was because my dad owned the store. Right. That's awesome. But, like, <laughs> but uh, there were opportunities, especially at some things I didn't even mention. Like I was passed to be even become a shift leader for years. Like a lot of people become shift leaders within months. And I wasn't a shift leader for like three years of working there. Uh, and it's because the general managers just, I had a hard time building trust with them because they had that, you know, anxiety of like, you know, having son, the owner's son working for them. Uh, and there was like a lot of perseverance and hardship. And honestly, that's probably what contributed to it a little bit more than if I just would have been any, any person. Um, and because I saw my dad, he purchased one store in 2001 and I saw him grow to four stores within eight years and when I, my dad was really young, he was very humble. He was like a milk truck driver and we didn't have a whole lot cause I had a lot of, a lot of siblings to go to like us living in a, a very nice home and, and having lots of things that I never could have thought we could have had. Um, but then my dad never, ever, ever gave me money, but he would give me opportunities to earn. And so like, that's cool. Like that's part of that perseverance that I was taught from my parents and taught from, from working for them is that like, it doesn't come in any other way than working your butt off. So that that's probably the role of perseverance played in just like watching my dad persevere through what he did, knowing that that's what I would have to do if I wanted to become successful. But also like at the same time, I would have been okay continuing to work for my dad as a district manager. One, because I wanted to help my dad. Like I genuinely wanted to be there for him. And that's part of the reason that I was poking him. Hey, what can I do to help and that type of thing? Because I cared about him as a person. But also like I knew that like no matter what, I would be comfortable doing these things even if I didn't make a ton of money because I liked what I was doing. I enjoyed who I was working with and I enjoyed the culture that I was surrounded with. And I think ultimately that's what led me more to success than anything was my attitude towards it. Oh man, that is awesome. That is awesome. <laughs> I love that because I, this is why I tell people all the time, like attitude has such a huge role in how you perceive life and how successful and happy you really are. 
It's like, I, 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 it's funny because I, I watch a lot of people, I follow a lot of people on YouTube and I watch a lot of people do things and amazing. They're making tons of money and stuff. And then they'll go off and be like, you know, I, I'm just not happy. And then they'll leave yeah. for a long time. And I'm just like, wow, this guy has everything. You're like, and he's just gone because he can't find what he wants there. And it's, it's, if you can wake up in the morning and you're happy with who you are and what you're doing, that beats all the millions of dollars in the world. You know, like that's so, yeah. that's so important. So that's, that's a really inspiring story, especially since your dad didn't just hand you everything on a silver platter. Like he wasn't like, no. Hey, you know, you're working at Jamba Juice. Let's, let's work on getting you a franchise, you know, I'll pay for it. And yeah. like, boom, like, yeah. no, you were like actually a grunt for a long time, man. Yeah. <laughs> you were spilling things. I think that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can't yeah, even I definitely, <laughs> I went from, from not being very good to like, and I, I don't know if any of my my employees would ever have a chance to listen to this, but if they did, I'd just be like, "Don't don't get so cocky yet. I can still beat yep. you at making a smoothie. Like <laughs> I can make a smoothie in forty seconds. So until you can do that in forty Bro. seconds, you can't say anything." <laughs> Dang! Oh, he's holding records now. That's actually really cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like it's such a simple, stupid thing, but I was just like, if I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it right. But Dude, yeah, that's anyway, that's sick. So okay. So what would be, it's interesting because I, I bet a lot of people who were 15, who are 15 and listening to this, they're thinking to themselves, well, then looking at Nathan's story, like, is it worth enduring all of that, that, you know, the patience and the hardship, right? Because like, they're like, maybe I don't want to be at McDonald's forever or Jamba right. Juice or yeah. this or that. What would your advice be for them? Like maybe even looking no, back at your 15 year old self, what would you say? Well, honestly, like I talk with kids like that all the time and it's like, cause you know, a lot of my workers are teenagers and you know, I have some of them approach me sometimes and they're just like, Hey, what, what should I do? Like, you know, I, I really like working here, but I can, some of them do talk to me about call centers and I'm just like, all right, go ahead. You can have your job when you come back in three months. Um, but like <laughs> when, uh, when, honestly, when it comes to just like, is it worth it? It's just, if not necessarily like, is this what I'm passionate about? But like, can I find a way to love this? Like, sure. Mm. Is there stuff that I don't love about this all the time? Yeah. Like there's definitely parts of my job that I really, really don't like, but like, it's what I find joy in is like making those connections with my own employees and like giving them opportunities and like showing them that there is opportunities in life to not only they could be where I am, like who's to say that they, they can't and, um, or that if they wanted to pursue something else, do it to the best of their freaking ability. Like I have managers who are in school right now and have greater ambitions and, and that's awesome. Like I want to support them in that, like to, to the best of my ability, but like I want them, whatever they do to, like they just yeah. need to do yeah. it, it to the best of their ability. But yeah, honestly, it's just like, if you have something that's just like a means to an end and you're okay with just being a team member for there, as long as you just need that $8 an hour, $10 an hour, then fine. But if you want to get something more out of it, then think of it as more than just a job and like how you can contribute to your work environment with hoping you can hope that there's a greater things like a, you know, promotion and stuff like that, but not with the expectation. And I think that's kind of what helped me persevere more than anything. It's just like, I had, I definitely had hopes and dreams, 
but it was never like an expectation. So that way I wasn't let down when like, you know, too yeah. hard when the past, you know, opportunities passed me by. I love that. It's, it's letting the important things in life take precedence, not the fact that you're looking for promotions and you're looking for long-term financial success. You're looking for, Hey, is this something I can love? Is this something I yeah. can wake up? I can find joy in. Is this something <laughs> I want to work my butt off for? Like, I love that how you right. said that you're like, I worked my butt off for this. Like, this is hard, <laughs> yeah. man. And yeah. that's the attitude everyone should have towards becoming successful because you can be successful. You, your attitude and listening to your story, you were, you were successful before you became an, an owner of the franchise. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. you had the yeah. attitude. You were like, I'm okay with being a manager as long as it means yeah. I can help my dad. I can look after him as a person and I can, I can do what I love. And you're like, yeah. it's not about the money. It's about being able to do what I love every day. That is yeah. awesome. And that is exactly everything that success quest stands for. Dude, that's just crazy, man. Like, I just, it's funny. Cause like, I, I, I look at you and I'm like, man, this guy, I went to high school with him and he, he is something <laughs> he can share that, that is already inspiring me in a way. Cause like, it's funny. Cause when we were talking about call centers, right? I'm like garbage trash but at the same time like applying what you're you're saying it's like okay call centers right maybe if i would have focused a little bit more on the positive aspect of that like there were yeah. obviously there are good things about being in a call center the connections you yeah. can make you can make someone's day you can also ruin right. it and they can ruin yours right, but, right. There, <laughs> but, there, but there are things to that and so like if you're in a call center i mean i don't i, I kind of feel bad now like i don't want to make it seem like that you don't want to be there you should be anywhere right. you feel you can find joy. That's, I yeah. feel like that's the, the moral of this. Um, I, I, I love that. Sometimes, like, honestly, so one of my managers, um, he was working at a call center before I hired him. But one of the things that I appreciated about him is that he worked at a call center for a long time. Like, I think it was like a year and a half, which to me is just like, holy crap. I was like, <laughs> that's <laughs> on another level. <laughs> and he, but he worked his way up as like a manager. So he had uh, different leadership positions within the company. Uh -huh. um, and he was continually trying to seek improvement of like how the company can be more efficient, um, what things like how communication can be improved and all these things. And like, he was so frustrated. Like he really did not like love his job, but he knew that like, that's what he needed to do uh, for that moment. And so mm -hmm. he just like, he, he, he put up with it for a little while, but it was because I saw that perseverance in him. And I was like, look, this guy is like working really hard. And he actually applied for the manager position three times. I didn't know. No, wait, no, I'm sorry. He applied twice. He probably would have applied a third time, but it was like, I was basically out of desperation that I called yeah. him up one day and I was like, Hey man, like you were honestly the last opportunity. I really did want to hire you. Someone was just a little bit more qualified but they've actually left and I need Whoa. a manager. And I was like, when can you step in? And he's like, I can, I can, move, I can come today. <laughs> no <laughs> way. That's a cool story. <laughs> yeah. He walked into that call center and he was like, guys, you're awesome. But I got a better opportunity. I'm going to go. <laughs> uh, and so like, yeah, absolutely. Like sometimes it's not like even necessarily doing what you love, but putting up with it and like just Try, doing your absolute best that you can while you're there for the moment, even if it is a means to an end until like that next opportunity presents itself. Yeah. So I, I like that. I like that too, because yeah. now it's like, Hey, and if you can't find joy in it every day, 
you put up with it because you know that someday you're going to get an opportunity to do something greater, just like that guy. And you know, yeah. if you're in a call center and you're not liking it, I hope you're looking for opportunities because opportunities yeah. are everywhere. And <laughs> right. I actually had a really interesting thought the other day because I was thinking about opportunities and how like we compare opportunities to doors, you know, I think that's like, yeah. like life is like one big hallway and it's just filled with all these doors and that doors will open. And then if you don't take advantage of those doors, the doors close. I was thinking the other day, something really cool. I was like, you know, maybe it isn't the fact. Oh, it's funny. Cause my, I think my baby opened the door. <laughs> what up? What up little kid? No. <laughs> I was going to call him little Caleb. Caleb, but that's kind of like weird for me to say. Anyway. Um, <laughs> but I was thinking, I was like, sometimes we get, Oh, like we beat ourselves up because opportunities will come. And the door will open, but they'll close before we can get to them or we, before we realize it was an opportunity. And yeah. sometimes I think to myself, like, man, did I just lose that opportunity forever? But yeah. I realized the other day, I was like, you know what? If we can compare them to doors, then doors can be forced open. With a lot of hard work and a lot of oh, yeah. elbow grease, some of those doors will pry themselves open. So like, if, you th- if you're sitting at home and you're like, man, I've just been working at this place and I'm not finding any joy and I want to do something different. And you feel like opportunities are just passing you by. They aren't gone forever. I'm sure that the majority of them somehow, some way with a good attitude, right? Attitude is everything, yeah, man. Absolutely. Attitude and working your butt off. And if you have those things, I bet you, you could open up those doors. You can reopen some of those opportunities and take advantage of them again. So don't beat yourself up too hard. Yeah. I, I actually learned this a while ago too. That all of us, when we enter this world, um, we're, we're born and we, we grow up and we all have full-time memberships to the self-beaters club. It's, it, it's horrible too because like every day, man, we'll go to bed and we'll think of the one thing that we did wrong or the one thing we wanted to do better. And we're like, ah, oh, this sucks. Or if we're, we have things hanging on our shoulders, that's the worst. Cancel your membership. Yeah. Cancel your membership, people. Yeah. Get out of there. That's the worst. Um, so if, if something's not bringing you joy, be like Nathan, find things that will either make it joyous for you or wait until you can see the opportunity and grab that opportunity. Go be, go be joyous. That's the most important thing is yeah. to be happy. Yeah. You gotta be happy with yourself. Yeah. Would you say you're happy right now? Nathan, oh, yeah. I'm sure you've always I'm, been happy. I'm absolutely so happy. <laughs> and like, honestly, honestly, sometimes I don't even realize when I'm working until like my wife's like, Nate, like hang up the phone. Like <laughs> you need to enjoy some time. Um, and so like, I've, I've legitimately had to like set boundaries with work mostly for my wife, because seriously, like I'll let my managers. And the thing is like, they'll obviously still call me if it's an emergency at any hour of the day or night, but like past, sometimes I'll answer the phone past 7 PM and we'll just be chatting away. We're just like, Oh yeah, that's a really good, you know, that's a really good event. We should go to that. And I'm like making plans with them. And you know, my wife's like, can't this wait till tomorrow? And I was like, yeah, I guess it could. Like, I guess You're like, so. oh man, I just get so caught up in like, the Like, I don't have <laughs> office hours and I, and that's okay for me. Like, and I, uh, I'm just like, my eyes were really, really opened when, um, my, I had an opportunity to go see one of the best franchisees, uh, in, in Jamba in the unit and probably in the world really, but no it's way. in the United States. Like he's got, there are owners that have more stores than he does, but he's got like, 25 stores that he owns himself. I won't get into much detail. Sorry, but (laughs) 25 (laughs) stores in Oregon and he's got one of the best organizations that he's built himself that I was just so impressed with. And I had a chance to just even write, he picked me up personally from the airport 
and was just like, you know, he was going to meetings. He was there. Like a lot of owners who have like 25 plus stores do, they're just at the golf course all day. They don't give a crap about their employees. No he was way. There, like with their employees. And, and he, he, he let me have an opportunity to, to just follow one of his district managers who've been working for him for like 10 or 15 years or something, a little bit of an older gentleman, but this guy was just, um, he really opened my eyes to like our purpose as like owners of the store. And it was just kind of mind blowing because it was like, we're not just like, obviously the kids need to understand they're not just there to make smoothies. The owners need to understand they have a responsibility to those kids to teach them what like work ethic is to teach them like what's acceptable and not in the workplace and really how to apply yourself and how to be the best that you can be while you're there. And we need to give them those tools. Otherwise, like we are really not only doing ourselves a disservice because we're not going to make as good as money if, if we have a terrible uh, exactly. system. Yeah. But like the, the bigger side of things is like they're, we're, we're really doing the kids a disservice by not teaching them these like things that I've already mentioned. And so like I mentioned to him, like one of my f- least favorite things was like firing people or letting people go still one of my least favorite things. Oh yeah. He For everybody. Like, helped, <laughs> he helped kind of get correct my, my thinking a little bit. And he's like, well, I, right, let's say you have a kid that like you are putting off like letting them go because you care about the person and because you want to be nice to them and that sort of sort of thing but you've given them multiple warnings you've uh tried to coach them in in multiple different ways and you've given them all the tools that they need to improve but they continually don't and you just allow them to keep working like that are you really doing them a favor and Mm -hmm. the answer truly is no like Mm -hmm. if they haven't learned to listen up to that point maybe you know, they would learn their lesson a little bit more if you had to let them go because they're not, you know, taking advantage of the opportunity that it is to be an employee, even at the Jamba Juice. Um, And so like, it just really opened up my, my perspective a little bit. Like, okay, I need to like serve the people who are serving my employee, my customers, you know, like, and, and figure out ways to like help them improve and help them grow so that like we can all grow. But anyway. Dude, heck yeah. And th- there's a little piece of advice there for being a leader, kind of almost even like you can apply some of that stuff to being a parent, you know? Anyways, it's oh, yeah. just cool. <laughs> it's just cool. Yeah. A- another thing we'll have to talk about maybe in another time, like another podcast is like the the health benefits of Jamba Juice, right? Like, cause I mean, we're not, I'm not saying like we're not sponsored by Jamba Juice, right? But I, I think it's <laughs> Jamba Juice is cool. And I think it's cool because I mean, there's health benefits and like now you're doing these kids benefit. Like there's so many reasons to be happy about where you're working, man. Like that's, that's awesome. Yeah. Seriously. Anyways, but um, I think we are golden. Questers, let's give a big thank you to Nathan um, because he was awesome enough to take time out of his day to talk to us and give us some insight on his life and his story of success. If you guys already haven't, go ahead and subscribe and rate us on our podcast so everyone knows how great we are. Right now, it's it's like pure fives and we're so happy, but we want more fives. More fives, please. <laughs> Share us. Let people know about us because that, the most important thing you can do to help the Success Quest movement is to share us and let everyone know about what it is that we're trying to do. What we want is to find more people like Nathan. You guys, if you guys have an amazing story you want to be sharing, uh, just give us an email. Um, you can visit our website at www.mysuccessquest.com and we have, you can contact us in a variety of ways. You can even go to our Facebook page and message us. We get a lot of feedback and we love it. And this is how we find people to 
to podcast with. In fact, I actually reached out to Nathan though, because I was like, you know, man, we haven't talked in forever. So like, this would be an awesome opportunity. <laughs> but um, the majority of the other podcasts, th- these guys are reaching out to us. They're emailing us. And uh, this is how you can make a difference, a small difference in a small community. And everyone would appreciate it. And don't forget hey, about the October live equipment. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> um, I wanted to ask you and, and maybe your audience, cause I just don't know what your audience is quite like, but sure. I do want to ask like if people would be more interested in hearing more about my story and, or even just like day-to-day operations. I'm curious if you Caleb or maybe people in your audience and they, they do respond to you in certain ways that like, I've, I've considered actually starting a YouTube channel and like, Ooh, even, buddy, like here we go. Just, yeah, the first I mean, advertisement, yeah. Nathan Bracken. <laughs> Like, I don't know. I just kind of would like to, you know, uh, at some point hear people, you know, audience thoughts or your thoughts on, on, uh, something like that, where I have an opportunity to bring people around, show people what I do on a day-to-day basis and, and continue to tell my story and hopefully inspire people like you're doing. Cause I think it's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Questers. If you guys, you just heard that get on it, email me and I will send Nathan all the information that you guys are talking about. If you guys want to hear some more of his stuff, he's going to make a, He wants to make a YouTube channel. Let's support him in that and send me information about what you would want to see from him. Maybe some inside deets on his day to day operations. That's cool stuff. So, um, yeah, I, I will that. get back to you, Nathan, on that. Uh, my opinion, obviously, is that you should because YouTube channels are awesome. <laughs> and I, I follow a lot of people because I am inspired and motivated because everyone's different, you know? Everyone's yeah. perspectives and views, they all add something to the table. So it's like, if you make a YouTube channel, I'll subscribe to you. Like, that's, that's guaranteed. <laughs> I got one. <laughs> <laughs> Number one. <laughs> so yeah, heck yeah, man, do it. Or even make a podcast, anything, man. I'm all about that life. But yeah, dude, yeah, good question. I like that. Start the YouTube channel. I'll be watching you. Like I was saying before, don't forget also, the most important thing is our live event that we're having October 26th. If you haven't gotten your ticket already, you need to because there are only 80 seats available and tickets are selling fast. And I'm also giving a couple away for free. So like you might lose your opportunity quick. If you do lose your opportunity to come to the live event, we do have virtual tickets. We're going to be doing a virtual event at the same time. It'll be live on YouTube, Facebook, and whatever other platforms we can, we can stream on. Yeah, guys, it's only $10 a ticket. Really is not a lot. And actually, it, it's, it's going to sell out pretty quick. Uh, and especially after I announced the venue. It's a pretty sick place. They're brand new. But anyways, thank you guys so much and have a successful day. <laughs>